Next on BYU Sports Nation, Big 12 expansion mutiny at Media Days. What coaches are openly saying and if they want to do it. It's a fast Friday with Big B and Little B, who Brian Keel thinks will emerge this fall camp. Plus, another watch list for Taysom Hill, and we release the cross-country schedules. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live! Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, July 24th, Jerem Jordan, alongside our own Ant-Man, Brian Logan. <laughs> I don't know why it took so long to give you that nickname. I don't know. We, we should have. It just makes sense, man. I'm the smallest person, right? Am I the smallest person on, on the team? The t- like our staff? Like our, our, yeah, our broadcasting yeah, team? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm the smallest person. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get big when I want to, yep. and I can get smaller yeah. if I need to. I love it. I love it. Today's Pioneer Day in Utah, so no one else is in the building. It's just us to do the show. Everyone else is off today. Everyone else is off, but hopefully everyone has a fantastic Friday regardless of where you're at. I don't know if you heard about this, but last night on Double Jeopardy, uh, there was a BYU question in there. I don't even know what the category was. It was just tweeted about. And it said, uh, the question was this. This, this, uh, the mission of this Western University, founded in 1875, is to assist individuals in their quest for perfection and eternal life. Hmm. And then, and then someone said, uh, "What is Brigham Young University?" <laughs> and, said, and, and then when someone said, "What is BYU?" Yes, Brigham Young, really? Bring, bring Come him on, Brigham Young. That joke is so. Hey man, 89. this is, this is rele- relevancy right here. Homie. Double Jeopardy, relevancy dogs. right here, dude. Hey, How, hey, late night with Seth Meyers. Double Jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? This is not Big Twelve. I mean, come on. You know, take a look, <laughs> man. How many other non-P5s are getting a Jeopardy question? <laughs> Zero. Come on. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. The Manning Award watch list was released yesterday, given to the best quarterback in the nation. Marcus Mariota won this last year. Taysom Hill, one of 30 quarterbacks on that list. Hmm. Was he, he was on that list last year, Correct. wasn't he? Okay, so. He was watched be, he was wa- last, yeah. <laughs> last year. He was well. watched for a little bit. Hopefully he'll be watched. He was watched for four games last oh, year. Oh, year. Uh, Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue their play. And the RBC Canadian Open today. Summer Hayes is one under after 17. Uh, and Blair hasn't teed off just yet. John Beck, Austin Collie, and the BC Lions, the Boston College Lions, as Michael Lisa calls them, <laughs> play the Toronto Argonauts at home tonight, 10 Eastern time. You can watch that on Watch ESPN. Very cool that you can still watch those Cougars play pro football in the summer. It definitely is, A. Eh? Ben Patch and USA <laughs> Volleyball will face Cuba tonight in the Pan American Games. Good luck to Ben. He's been coming off the bench. At opposite, uh, and again, just, what, seven months post-mission? Hasn't played a ton, had six skills in one match, but good luck to Ben Patch in the USA uh, Volleyball. They're playing for fifth place in that tournament, by the way. Nice. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A squeaky Big 12 wagon wheel. Okay, every time, I'm like you. Every Big 12 discussion rumor, uh, expansion rumor, is getting a little old for me. And by a little, I mean a lot. Let's just do it already. Either expand or don't, and let's stop talking about it. But the reason we're bringing it up today is because there is some mild mutiny in the court of public opinion with Big 12 expansion. It's one thing for one dude on a message board in West Virginia 
to say he knows somebody that said something that yeah. talked to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's been my the last co- summer or two. I, it's I, felt I like. heard my cousin's uncle's sister's cousin's uh, nephew's best friend neighbor said. Yeah, and from West Virginia, that might mean something different, right? But when you look at, <laughs> at what's going on at Big 12 Media Days, it's a little different because there are coaches and a president of note saying things that are showing you that, hey, maybe there's chinks in the armor. Maybe there's a crack in the dam there uh, that would lead to maybe eventually actual expansion. Because here's how it's going to work. And Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner at Big 12 Media Day, said the following. Long quote. Stay with me on this. First of all, it will be the president's decision. It isn't my decision. It isn't our athletic director's decisions, although they certainly have input into it, but it's our presidents and chancellors that will consider it. We're talking about expansion. He continues. It is my understanding at the present time that the majority of our presidents and chancellors believe 10 is the right number for us. There are those that believe we should get larger and they, they feel strongly about it. There are those who believe we should stay at 10 and they feel strongly about it. But listen to this. And there are probably four or five in the middle who are persuadable one way or the other. Mm. I think that's exactly where we're at at the present time. I don't think there's critical mass for expansion. It will continue to be a topic about which we spend at least a little time in every meeting talking about it. But until that majority shifts, it's purely academic conversation. It's more than academic, end quote. It's more than academic conversation Way at this more. Point. Way more at this point. I mean, if you have... You know, what do you say, five, six coaches that are, are presidents? Persuadable either way. Persuadable on the fence, meaning, hey, they can go this way, they can go that way. I mean, if it's got to be a huge deal if they decide, hey, let's expand. Then they're going to expand. That's that's huge. If, it, if they're persuaded the other way, then obviously they're in the same situation. Yeah, then it becomes no big deal. But come on, man! If they're persuadable, anything can ha- anything can change at any given moment. And who are the persuadees? Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. But first, our Twitter question today is this: When you hear the words Big Twelve expansion, what is your initial reaction? At Mo underscore Finn, I always get the initial gonna throw up from excitement. We're in or terror. We're out. Takes about half a second. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN win at Family Budge. I roll. Hmm. Like, See, I'm with you. I'm with you. But the reason that we're discussing this today is because there is movement that direction. There's actual people of significance talking about it, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 40% of Big 12 coaches are in favor of Big 12 expansion, according to an article and a poll by Fox Sports. I tweeted the link out a little earlier. Four of the 10 coaches are open about yes Let's expand. Let's go through the list. Baylor, Kansas State, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and notably Oklahoma President David Boren. That was about a month ago, and we've broken that down. Mm-hmm. Are in favor of expansion. Okay, and, who's and the, and the key the key one there has got to be Oklahoma's President David Boren. That's right, because he's number two in terms of influence in that conference. Number one is Texas. I know that. Listen, don't put blinders on and think that Texas isn't a power in there. They are the most powerful team in the Big 12. They got the Longhorn Network because they threatened they'd go to the Pac-12. That's how it came about. Right. I'm leaving. If I can't keep this, I'm gone. Fine, we'll let you have whatever you want, Brian. Okay, thanks. I'm staying. And then you create your own network. The Brian Logan television. Create my own show. Get my own commercial. And then D. Young 1993 is like, finally! (laughs) Okay, people in the know. 
Uh, TCU, Gary Patterson openly said no. Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner, he has some influence. And then people on the fence. Iowa State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Texas Tech. Oh, this is according to this Fox Sports article. Do you want yeah. expansion or not? And, and, and I could see where they are on the fence. A lot of them were like, oh, I'm, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm, I'm up in the air. Or they would say, oh, it's above my, my pay level. I'm yep. not responsible for that. I just want to go out and produce a good product on the field. They're like, what does Texas think? I'm with them. Yeah, whatever Texas says. Whatever, whatever Texas says, because I want to hang out with And them. then Texas says, whatever the commission says, I'm down for, because I'm getting my dollars anyway. And there's a point to this, because let's say, let's say the Big 12 disbanded. They got picked from for expansion, and I don't know, say the Pac-12 or the Big 10 yeah. in a couple of years. ESPN Big 12 blogger Jake Trotter joined BYU Sports Nation July 1st and commented on that very possibility. If the, if the Big 12 disbands, you know, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State, those schools are going to be in some trouble. They may not have a landing spot. Oklahoma's going to have a place to go. So they're going to be fine regardless. And to me, that gives them the, the leverage to push whatever agenda they, they feel like the Big 12 needs to look at. Brian, to me, that's why a coach like Bill Snyder of Kansas State is saying, yeah, let's expand. Because if Texas and Oklahoma bounce, what's the relevance in terms of the rest of those people in the conference? Oh, Texas yeah. Tech, TCU and Baylor are, are really good right now, but they're not, influ- they're not, they're not the influence, uh, influencers in the Big 12. They're and not they're the, only, the and power only good, brokers. They're only good right now because of what they've done the last few years. Right. And, and even TCU this, this, last, this, this past year. It's bigger than just the last two seasons' right. records. Right, exactly. But, but the, the point is that those teams are, could be left behind, right? They could be left looking, and then looking in. And then what? Yeah, then what? Then, then you, who knows? Then but, there's only four conferences. That, then it's the power four. It's right. the super conferences. Right, it's the, the super conferences. And then they're left behind. And then BYU and Cincinnati join a conference too late. That's why BYU didn't go to the Big East, people. Tom Homo saw, wait, this conference is getting left behind. It became the American. Right. The Mountain West and the American, the two best of the group of five. But BYU thought, that's not good enough. We -hmm. want to get into a power five. And uh, for some reason, BYU feels like we have to be independent and in a better dateable position, I guess. That's than, what it is. Than being in a... Data, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm single. I'm on the market. You know, I'm a, I'm a free agent right now. I think BYU I would, date around. I think BYU would still be uh, readily available in another conference unless they didn't want to sign contracts relative to right. uh, penalties getting out. But it's more about being on ESPN and utilizing BYU TV to me. You know, you know what, man? At, at the very end of the day, you know, looking at all the tweets and everything like that, yeah, it's kind of boring. It's like, oh, not this again. Come <laughs> on, man. Talk about something else. I don't care if it's unicorns and rainbows. Something else, please. But that? this, no, no, not that. <laughs> but this right here, this actually excites me because this shows us that there is a, a, a chink in the armor, right? When you are, are talking about maybe maybe some coaches, um, you know, uh, or, or I, I would say us as analysts when we're talking about it and you have writers, uh, people are saying, yeah, they should expand. These are the reasons why. That's one thing. But to have presidents and, and head coaches say, hey, man, I don't know. We should take a look at this. We, we may want to expand or we should expand. These are the reasons why. When you start to have a house divided, then you really start to have an impact on then, a decision. Then you have a civil war. Right. And, and that is what makes this interesting, intriguing for uh us as fans and analysts to say, okay, this really has some relevance here, and, and we can really start to see BYU having an opportunity to get an invite to the Big 12. 
Do you feel like BYU will receive an invite to the Big 12 at some point in the future? Because I, I, do. I do not feel they will, I hope. I, I, do, I, I believe so. What makes you feel I, that? I, I think when, when you look at all the analysts around that have said who is the, 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 the potential, uh, the, the best fit, BYU is in, in, is in that conversation. Um, and then Texas Tech's uh, head coach said, hey, you know, out of all the teams, I, I, I think BYU would be the one. So Cliff Kingsbury, uh, who looks just like Zach Bloxham, one of the uh, members of BYU Sports Nation, <laughs> I really don't have much of an opinion on that expansion, truly. I think it's a great plan, what we're putting out there now. I, I haven't thought too much about expansion. I just play the games on the schedule. The only one I've heard consistently is BYU, and obviously they're a storied program, but I haven't thought too much about it. So he name-dropped BYU. Right. Earlier in the week, we mentioned uh, the Big 12 poll on ESPN's blog about uh, play, over 20 players uh, polled which team would you want you yeah. know, in expansion. Texas A&M led that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then BYU yeah, at 17%. See? So obviously BYU's in the mix, but BYU's really got to uh, hope that the Big 12 decides they want to expand and they don't get picked from. If they get picked from... It's going to be bad because Kansas and Iowa State and Texas Tech, they're not the ones that are going to get Mm -mm. picked. No. It's going to be the Texas or Oklahomas. Yeah. Okay? That's what's going to happen. And at that point, you hope that BYU is in position to do that. But on September 5th, BYU's not going to be worrying about no Big 12 expansion. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 43 days. Jeremiah Leuta Duyer Day. Number 43. Le- to you to do year. <laughs> that, that's, that's every announcer trying to pronounce his name. <laughs> that's why everyone calls him JLD. JLD. Keep it coming with the uh, Twitter question when you hear the words Big 12 expansion. What's your initial reaction? At BYU Sports Guy. Pick me. Pick me, he says. Coming up, <laughs> another Fast Friday with Brian Keel. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. If you missed an episode of the show, don't worry. You can download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app and watch it on BYUSN.com. Today's Twitter question, when you hear the words Big 12 expansion, what's your initial reaction? At BYUFan1995. At BYU already and be done with it. Already. Please. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a general notion of the fans. Hurry up. Let's just do it or not, right? Hurry up and do it. Hurry up. Hurry up and do it. My dad used to say that when he was mad. See, if he said, hey, hey Brian, you need to take out the trash and please hurry up. Hey, Brian, you need to take out the trash and hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> hurry up, Big 12. I want to hear that on the sidelines this fall. <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN. With that, we uh, bring in Big B, Brian Keel, into the mix with Brian Logan. Welcome back. Thank it's a, you. It's I'm, a Friday, I'm gonna. I might have to add that to my repertoire. Here you I got two little kids that kind of... It works, man. You know, they kind of take their time mm-hmm. from here and then. So, I'm, you know, I might try that. We'll Hurry see. up. Hurry if it up. works, then yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah, to it incorporate me. it. It worked for me, man. I, I put a pep in my step real fast. Okay, okay. Uh, today's Twitter question: When you hear the words "Big 12 expansion," what's your initial reaction? Let's do it, man! Come on, it's about time. <laughs> you have ten teams. Your name is the Big 12. Like case closed. I mean, what? That, you shouldn't even have to talk after that. After you have ten teams, and your name is the Big 12. 
they, they have like some motto or something that's like one true champion. Yeah. One true champion. Yeah. You don't have a you don't have one true champion. You had two last year. <laughs> you had two and it killed you. <laughs> like it's just it's just like nonsensical. Like Twilight Zone stuff. Dude, dude, is this really? You're, you call yourself the Big Twelve? You got ten teams? Yeah, it does it. I mean, come on. Yeah, I it's. It, I don't, it is. It's silly. It's silly. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and we've been talking uh, in the opening segment. What's trending about? There were four coaches that openly said at Big Twelve Media Days, "Yes, let's expand." So it seems like there's more movement that direction. Uh, our, our opinion is that we're watching a volcano smoke. It will erupt. <laughs> do, you, do you think the Big 12 will expand or get picked from in the next couple of years? I don't know. I'm not really in the prediction business because uh, sometimes you're wrong. I don't like being wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a risk there. That's I where like, all the fun is. I like being right. Um, I mean, I, 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 think, I think they're going to have to. So, shoot, there I said it. There's a prediction. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I think they're going to have to. And I'm surprised that there's even there's only four. I'm surprised that there's not more after what happened last year. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. They had two teams on the outside looking in because they don't have a championship game. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And one of those teams, TCU, flat out said no. No to no to expansion. <laughs> no, I don't. I, no, I don't want to expand. That to, makes no sense. They have to think it's a fluke. It makes no like, sense. That's not going to happen. Yeah, well, they, that's what they, they think, have right? to be a little messed up in the head <laughs> because, hey, guys, you had two really good football teams, yeah, really, really good, yeah, really good, really good football teams that both stubbed their toe during the course of the season, which is what happens in sports. Okay, they both stubbed their toe. The fact that they didn't get into the dance. Is because they didn't have a championship game. There's no other like. There's no other way to look at it. They didn't. They didn't get robbed. They, if I was in charge of making that selection, yeah. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Even though I think, even though I think they are better teams mm-hmm. than Florida State, and you could make an oh, yeah. argument with Oregon, or you know, you could make an argument. I don't know. You know, you could make an argument with Alabama, Ohio State, but I think you could make an argument that they're a better team throughout the course of the season than Florida State and then Oregon. Oh, yeah. But guess what? Florida State went undefeated. They, did, they, they were undefeated two years in a row, okay? If you're the defending champion and you go undefeated the next season, I don't care how many close calls you have. I don't right. care how weak your schedule is. I don't care how weak your conference is. You're going to get in. Or how messed up your quarterback is. I don't care about field. any of that stuff. You're going to get in. That's what, you know, the people in, in the selection committee, they don't have any choice. You can't not have the defending champion right. who is also the only undefeated team in the country. Right. They're going to get in, okay? Alabama's had one loss, right? If I remember right, they were one lost team, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. They're in the SEC, the supposed best conference. They're getting in. Yep. Ohio State had what? One loss. One loss to Virginia. One Tech. loss, and, and they had tons a of momentum. Dominant win with their, in a championship with, yeah. game with the third, third string, string quarterback. Third string if, quarterback. If JT Barrett would have been hurt in that game, I'm not sure they get in because they're not sure about them. Yeah, Instead, right. they crush Wisconsin with a third string. Okay, so if the Big Twelve does expand. Do you expect BYU to get an invite? No, I don't. So that there is where I'm not gonna. I don't. Exp- I, I think that that's the obvious choice, and it's the the best choice. But I, you know, I've we've seen in times past that they they make weird choices. So they being power five conferences. <laughs> yeah, they being the, the, the powers the powers that be. 
Um, Historically with so BYU, you're, you're that's with, what you're getting at, I think. So right? I mean, yeah. it, it just goes back throughout history. I was I was with Chad Lewis the other day, and we were talking about that that magical '96 season. And I kind of joked. I was like, "Oh, you guys stubbed your toe." Speaking to use that same phrase, "stubbed your toe against Washington." Mm-hmm. Um, for those uninitiated. BYU went 14 and 1 in 1996. They had one loss early in the season against Washington on the road. On the road, and this is the pre this is, you know, pre BCS. This is this is kind of this is this a is different the era. Bowl alliance. The Bowl Alliance, yep. And so anyway, I asked Chad, I was like, "Hey, if you if you had gone undefeated, do you think you would have gotten in to the Bowl Alliance?" And he said, "No, I don't think so." And they were ranked fifth after the, the at the end of the game. season, yeah, and they didn't get in. So mm-hmm. even you know, and, and the the rules are different now. If those same rules were in place, if you're ranked fifth, you're going to get in. Right. The rules, I mean, they're different now, but now um, you could be. But my 25th. anyway, sorry, I'm 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 wandering here. But my my point going back to sometimes the powers that be are biased and they make biased decisions. And in that case, I mean, it, it was obviously just Chad's opinion. We don't know what would have happened. It's speculative, but he's like, yeah, I don't think we would have gotten in. Back to your question. If they expand, do I expect BYU to get in? I don't know. I I, I will say it is the obvious choice, but they've made dumb I'm choices. I'm losing before. confidence now because Jared said Jared said no, he's with you. No, I, I hope because I'm, no, I'm not you. saying no. I'm just saying I don't I don't know. He, I don't expect okay. them to he, automatically. He's, yeah, I, I'm, invite I'm thinking that. I'm thinking that because everybody's saying that's the obvious choice. I'm thinking, okay, it's a no-brainer. So yes, I do believe it's that also a no-brainer to have 12 teams in your 12 yeah, team. Exactly, right. exactly. Well, I, well, so they've all already proven that. Well, they're... I understand that. I'm talking about when, when, <laughs> yeah. when you when it, when the time is coming when it ha- when it has to happen yeah. and you have to choose somebody two pe- two teams or somebody yeah. who you want to choose. I believe B- it is BYU, but. After that history lesson, Big <laughs> let, B, I appreciate that because I was like that. I was like five years old. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I I don't have the confidence anymore. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch my answer now because I look at some other situations um, with with BYU and how the perception is and, and the and how maybe some powers like you said are biased. Yeah. And I could definitely well see, you know, be, it, it play out where BYU doesn't get an invite. Well, going back to that, Chad said. That Lavelle went to that selection uh, thing in New York or something. I don't know how it worked or what it was. But anyway, he went to something in New York. And Chad said that they treated him like garbage. Ooh. And he actually ended up, I think he left early or something. And he wow. came back and was like, wow, that's just. Anyway, the, the point being, yeah, there's people out there who are biased and for whatever reason. And so they're going to, they, obviously, like you just, you hit the nail on the head there. They have 10 teams. In a 12-team conference, they already have poor rational thought abilities. Okay, so so when the time comes for them to expand, because it's probably going to come, because they're probably going to get left outside again. Yeah, the obvious choice is BYU. And here's the thing: I can't find in my mind two teams more deserving than us. Yeah. Two teams. Two teams. I mean, yeah. What, what one? What, Cincinnati's what probably on par. They're oh. they're hanging out of their whatever. I, I, I want to add to your discussion of uh, the powers that be not having BYU in the best interest. Yeah. 2001, BYU is, uh, is 11-0. and yeah. They've just defeated Mississippi State. Luke Staley broke his leg in that game. BYU's undefeated, ranked 8th. Yeah. The BCS said before the Hawaii game, Doesn't right, matter. you're not going to be in. Yeah. Which, why would they say that? Yep. Why wouldn't you let the regular season play out? They say that BYU with a with an injured Luke Staley and the demoralizing fact they're not going to a BCS game, they're going to the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. Goes to Hawaii, they give up the most points they've ever given up in a game, and yep. it was what, seventy to forty five or whatever. Yep. Um that was another instance. BYU's paved the way, by the way. Uh 
like these two instances for the for the group of fives or yeah. the last Heisman winner from a group of five. Ty Detmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last you know, Davey O'Brien I think was from uh, non P five. Last been, but, national championship. Last national championship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So BYU set the set the pace. So and that goes back things. to the statement I just made. Find me two other teams that are not in. That are more deserving. Maybe that's right. why there's so you much know? angst related to this topic because it's it seems like it's obvious to the obviously blue goggled BYU fans of yeah. right. hey invite us yet BYU comes with some baggage right yeah. all right we're not going to play on Sunday yeah and that's it we want to be on ESPN we yeah. want to use BYU TV so at some point there will be concessions made if BYU is invited so this is my question what are you willing to give up if the Big Twelve invites <laughs> BYU? Well, we're not playing on Sunday. For sure. And that's, so, I mean, that's, and I think that's the biggest sticking point. Uh, I, actually, no, I don't, I don't think that's the biggest sticking point. In the other point. sports, maybe. I think that's a big sticking point. I don't think it's the biggest. I take that back. I think the biggest sticking point is just the stigma of us being a tight-collared, you know, just uppity-up church school. And right. I think that's just that's the bias. They, they look at us, they're oh, BYU, you know. On their high horse and whatever, whatever, whatever. The fact whatever. that BYU wants to be different is 100% accurate. Yeah, and I yeah. think I think they hold that against us. I think they don't like that. I think that so, for so whatever what, reason. The Pac-12 came, did. What, what the Big 12 comes to you and say, okay, I'll give you an invite, Big B, uh, if you do away with the ESPN contract, you know, BYU TV, TV contracts, you have to, you know, conform to what we're doing here. Yeah. Would you say, would you say, yeah, are you willing to give that up? It, uh, it depends on the, the details of the dollars, which mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. My gut would be, it's still, it'd be worth it to get in, to give that up. That'd be my gut, but that's, that's being ignorant of the details of the dollars. Right. right so, right. so it just kind of depends on how lucrative our deal is. And what the the concession would be in the new deal if we were able to get in, but my, like again, my gut would be yeah, it'd still be worth it because at the end of the day, independence is great, whatever. But we need to be in a big a yeah. big conference. But, we bottom, need we bottom, need to be. Bottom line is give up to get whatever, where we want to go. Yeah, give up some of the the things that you want to hold dear to. Which that's life, you know. Sometimes yeah. you got to give up the little things to get the big things. Dude, we was so, just preaching right there, man. That was preach. a life lesson. <laughs> preach, you, got, you know. Jerem, take notes. <laughs> Hurry up, man. <laughs> and the, ho- up. the hope is that if BYU gets a Big 12 invite, that they can keep as many things as possible of what they've currently got. And TV contracts is a huge thing right now. Exposure and access are the priorities. You'd have to blatantly say, listen, money and access to better bowls would be the thing we want. More with Brian Logan coming up. Which players are underrated and we're not talking about right now that will maybe emerge in fall camp or this season. We'll ask Brian Logan next. Plus, if you've got a question for Big B, use the hashtag BYUSN. I'm already seeing a pretty interesting one uh, on Twitter. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. And hurry up! Go to the bathroom, get a drink. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> hurry up! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, Brian Keel, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Get your hands on some BYU Sports Nation swag. Go to BYUstore.com, search BYU Sports Nation or Blue Goggles, and get your swag on. Swag. 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 Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines, and we'll get to Brian Keel in a moment. The Manning Award watch list released today, given to the best quarterback in the country. Taysom Hill, one of 30 QBs on that list. Swag. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue. From Finding Nemo? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I am. Uh, actually, Coach Mendenhall calls me Squirt. Uh, really? <laughs> true story. Zach Blair and Daniel <laughs> Summerhays continue their play in the RBC uh, Canadian Open today. Summerhays birdied 18 to finish at two under, which is expected 
uh, which is the expected cut line. Blair tees off later today. Let's stay north of the border. John Beck, Austin Collie, and the BC Lions play the Toronto Argonauts tonight, 10 Eastern on Watch ESPN. Nice. Good luck to you, fellas. Ben Patch and the USA Volleyball. And USA Volleyball will face Cuba tonight in the Pan American Games. Rejoined by Brian Keel. Had a uh, riveting discussion during the break as well. We continue that. Uh, send in your questions for Brian using the hashtag BYUSN. Let's, let's get to one of those fan questions. At Ross JC4. Ross Apple. That's not Ross Apple. <laughs> Have you had a chance to check out a group of linebackers? If so, how do you think they'll do this year? I have checked them out, and i just so impressed with them. Just, uh, I think they're going to be fantastic. They're athletic, they're fast, they're big, they're strong. What I, what I want to see is the next step from last year. Last, last year they had those traits, but they didn't quite really capitalize on it. Um, what I want to see is them to take that athleticism and that potential and to just unleash it on the field. And I think they could be fantastic if they do that. Yeah, it, it, I think the next level is 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 mentally, man. Yeah, is learning is really learning the game. You know the X's and and the O's. And I was speaking with a few uh, younger DBs um, earlier uh, a couple weeks ago, and just asking them, you know, what are some of the the challenges, struggles that you guys face? And they said the same thing. Yeah, you know, it, it was you know it's just trying to fully understand the the, the game yeah. the, at, at that level, especially. You know how it is in high school, man. You the best athlete. <laughs> you just out you there just, playing, just dude. Playing. Hey, go guard him right yeah. here. He has a scholarship to uh, Ohio State. If you guard him, you'll get a scholarship to okay. BYU. Okay, go ahead. So you know, really trying to understand yeah. the game. I think that's the, that's the case with with a lot of these guys being young. The sentiment with the BYU defense is last year they put out some of the best athletes that weren't necessarily tied into the scheme and the mental part of it. Yeah. yeah. This year. Uh, the, the sentiment is, we're going to play the guys that run the defense better. Yeah. What is best for BYU in the long term? Because in the moment, athleticism takes over, hopefully, but you got to be in position to make That's the great, play. That's a great question. What do you think, Brian? You want both, and ideally you'll have both, and if we do things the right way, we'll get both. But in the, in the interim, if you have a 4-3 guy that isn't looking at the right keys, you're going to get burned, okay? If you have a 4-5 guy who is looking at the right keys and, and studies and, and does things the right way, he's going to be in the right position. He's going to make the play. Yeah. And so the, the brain trumps ability every time. I mean, look at the Patriots. They are full of underachievers, less athletic, you know, effort, smart, savvy football players. They're full, their roster is full of them, of guys who, who didn't blow up the combine mm-hmm. but are football players. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it's a little different, but the, the the principle is the same. You know, they're full of football players who stu- they study. You know, they said the guys that I've talked to have been to England. I mean, they 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 put the time that, in. That's a perfect example. I, I have a friend that played. Uh, I played high school football with Sterling Moore. Uh, played at SMU, uh, free agent rookie, signed with with uh, the Patriots, and started in the Super Bowl. Wow! Started every towards the towards the end of the season. Started every every game, every playoff game. Started in the Super Bowl. At corner, yeah. Who 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 does that in the NFL? Who allows yeah. that in the yeah. NFL, right? And who and, is Malcolm Brown yeah. in that interception on the last play? Like yeah. who's that guy? Yeah, right, right. from nowhere, right. And, and it's I, the same and story. Coach Mendenhall, his I believe his philosophy is the same. And and he, one thing like like B said, uh, it, it's one thing to have the the mental aspect, but Coach Mendenhall takes it to the next level, which is 
can now now can you play with each other? Yeah. I want not only do you do I have to do you have to understand your assignments and know what's going on in the field, but can you get along with the guy to the right, to the left, yeah. the the other ten guys around you? How well do you mold with that? Which which I think what separates Coach Menhall and mm-hmm. it has allowed him to be successful with two star guys, you know, one star guys like myself. Well here's the thing, and there's power to what B just said, because when you have an assignment, and it's one thing to just know your assignment, and it's, it's good, that's important, it's essential. You need to know your assignment. But it's another thing to know the collective philosophy of the defense. Because when you understand what the philosophy of the defense is, it makes sense to you of why, oh, why I got to carry this guy to 15 mm-hmm. right. and not 10. Why I got to carry this guy to 15 and not 10. And, and going back to what B said, when you have that camaraderie, when you have that brotherhood that we strive for, on BYU's football team, you want to carry that guy to 15. Because oh, yeah. you don't want to hang your buddy out to drive. Nope. You don't want to. And just my experience in the NFL, the teams that aren't very good are the teams that are full of guys who are just looking out for number one. Yep. They don't care. I'm just going to get mine. I don't care. I don't care about the scheme of the defense. I don't care about, you know, I'm just going to get mine. Mm-hmm. The teams that Because here's the thing. Across the board in the NFL, the talent is not that different. The difference is the schemes, the coaches – and the camaraderie, the guys working together and yeah. playing together and caring about the guy next to them. And so, so that's the thing. When you have that, when you combine all of that together, that's where greatness happens. Here's a, here's a perfect example. I always remember this because we got our butts handed to us. Florida State, Ooh. 2009. Ooh. Uh, we were ranked Ooh. number seven. I, and I always <laughs> say this, Big B, because Jerem and the guys, they always – Give me so much mess about it. We were, we, that was the year we were going <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh. We were in the streets. We shut down a whole street for you guys. Oh, and then man. you came home and you lost floor state. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> those guys, freakishly athletic. Yeah. And, and re- every single receiver, I think, ended up going to uh, somewhere in the NFL. Literally ran four threes. It's my yeah. first taste of a real four three. <laughs> and I remember Andrew Rich, uh, first quarter, came to me and said, I need you to back up and yeah. not bite on on the short stuff because I am getting toasted right now. I need some <laughs> I need some help. And 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 at first I was like, heck no, man! I'm about to I'm about to, I want to get my tackles. You yeah. know, I don't want to look like a like a bum because if this guy catches the ball at five yards, he makes one move. It's it's over for yeah, me. Yeah. But I said, you know what? That's that's my boy. That's my dog. I'm gonna go ahead and take some some steps back. And 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 like like Big B said. It's that that love that you have for yeah. for your brother, the, your player, of why you're willing to do that and, and, and sacrifice. I get a sense from last year's team that there were maybe issues with what you guys are talking about to some degree. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. When yeah. you lose, it doesn't mean that those issues exist strongly, but but maybe right. Yeah. So so this year, if BYU's playing the guys that are more like this, the hope is that the defense is better. The hope is that they're accountable. To Bronco Mendenhall. Do you see that happening this year more? I do. I mean, I, I expect it. I expect there to be a rise of performance, production, accountability just across the board. But it's, it's just getting back to the, the thing. It's, Bronco always says it, it's, it's getting everybody, getting the right people on the bus and getting them in the right seats. He, yep. he said that a lot. Hmm. And, and, and so that's the thing. You, you, sometimes, you know, you got guys who don't belong on the bus. Yeah. And so it's just getting the right guys on there, getting them in the right position. Uh, like, you know, talking about being in the right seat. Uh, uh, Bronson, was he out of yeah. position last year? Yeah. Probably, you know, yeah. probably. 
Um, I think they kind of learned from that. And I, I think, well, I don't know, but I think what we'll see this year is a better utilization of his abilities, what, his skill set and what he brings to the table. Remember, remember Spencer Hadley played Buck um, for the first four four games, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, something happened where they, they tried to make some more room. Or I think Alani uh, came on. They strong. wanted to get Alani on. Yeah, the field. they wanted to get Alani on the field. So yeah. what they do? They 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 bumped up to the outside just yeah. to make some some space. So Coach Minnow does a, a great Opposite job with Kyle that. Van Noy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the, 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 I think the issue last year was was really uh, the injuries and then the depth, right? Yeah. And and, and it was and, a lot of things. And not yeah, and, uh, right. It, it really was. But not having that, having those injuries, one. But then the the inexperience yeah. after that. So you have you you really have nowhere else to go. I don't care. If the guys don't get along, I ain't got no choice, man. Yeah. I got to play. I got to put you out there. Yeah. I, you got to play. If that's kind of where we got down to at that, the end there. That's, that's, yeah, really. Because people complain. I mean, I talked to all sorts of people that complain about the coaches. You know, they want to put it all on the coaches. It's all the coaches' fault, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you talk about, well, these kids, you know, they make mistakes, they make critical errors. And then, well, that comes back to the coaches. Why are they playing them? They got nobody else yeah, to put in. Got no option, man. You know, if you've – I don't know what the number is, but when you have that many injuries, you, you kind of get to a point where it's like, okay, you know, you're going to be playing. So, yeah. you know, and it just goes back to the old thing. It's corny and it's cliche, but it's true. You can take a horse of water, but you can't make them drink. You know, the coaches can preach till they're deaf. You know, to their horse, I mean. They can preach till they can't speak anymore. But it doesn't matter if these kids aren't going to listen right. and if they're not going to heed what the coaches are telling them. Whether you like Nick Howell or not, he was put in maybe the worst possible situation a as a defensive coordinator yeah. because the leader of the defense was somehow Taysom Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got hurt. True. And uh, you had a ton of injuries. So it's a de facto all, all leader. of a sudden it's all his fault. Like, yeah. I'm not saying whether it is or isn't, but that'd be a tough situation to be in. No, he has plenty of blame. It's just he got more than he deserved. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and hey, not as much help from the best mind. You know, uh, all that stuff. That's another discussion. I teased it, so I have to ask. Who are who are some guys that you're looking at that maybe didn't play a ton last year that you think will have an impact this year on the BYU fo- football team? Maybe maybe the defense. Ooh, um, I two guys. Well, I one guy. I mean, I've said it before. He's he's kind of my my guy right now. Everybody has their guy. Their dude. You know, um, Warner. I just he's Fred, I, yeah. Federico. He's my guy, and you know he played a little bit. Um, Kind of got you know got his feet wet yeah. and as a true freshman, but that's that's the guy. I mean, I said it last week. That's my guy. I, I'm excited for him. He he fits the mold. He fits the pattern that we've had in years past. And I think I just am excited. I'm excited for big things from him. You got a guy on offense that you think will um, make a big impact? Ooh. Um. He's not. I mean, he's not a, a a dark horse or anything or anybody. But just coming back off injury is Jamal. Um. And and he tweeted an Instagram video today where that knee looked really good. Oh, did he? I'll, yeah. have, to, I'll have to look at it. I know it's it. just one little play in the IP. I'll have to look at it. It looked good. Planet, hey, he, came down he planted really he? hard and cut left did for he? a little while. Yep. I said, I mean, I said it many times. He's my favorite player on the team. Oh, yeah. And he's – Swag. Yeah, I talked about I – I, I, I spoke at something. I can't remember what it was, and he was there. And, and I said I'm jealous of him because I always wanted to be a BYU running back. From the time I was little, you know, I always wanted to be a running back. And I was like, he's living my dream right now. running <laughs> back. Um, but, yeah, he's my favorite player on the team because of the way he plays the game. Yeah. He's not the biggest guy. I mean, he, th- he, he plays like he's 250. Yeah. He's not 250. And I love it. I just I love, I love his, his passion, his, his fiery attitude. His, it just, I love the way that 
the play is not over until two seconds after the whistle blows. Yeah. And, and if, we, if we had a dozen of guys with oh, that kind man. of heart, and obviously he has tremendous athletic ability, which is why he's such a good player. But I just – I love the way he goes about the game. And it's just – you know, it just the, – the, those, those characteristics and those, that mindset, just that com- competitive nature that just I'm not scared, scared of anybody, not afraid of anybody, I'm not backing down. And if we had a dozen guys like that, man, we'd be scary. The youngest senior – in BYU history. And, <laughs> and, right. I, and I'll never forget. Just Boise started shaving. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Boise State, BYU is getting worked into the second quarter. I think, I think BYU didn't get a first down in the first quarter or something. Yeah. And he had this 12-yard run and just finally someone did something and he's just trying to single-handedly put everyone in yeah. back. Yeah. That kind of energy is awesome. Thanks for the time. Great stuff as always, Brian. Always a pleasure. Thanks, fellas. Fast Friday with Brian Keel. Coming up, Ryan Wade joins us to unveil the BYU men's and women's cross-country schedules and look ahead to this season. That's next on BYU Sports Nation. Whatever happened to your 20 miles thing? You said you'd run 20 miles. Um, I did. I, I so hurried up, man. I hurried up. It was fast. You it was haven't fast. mentioned this until now? <laughs> what? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan in Studio B. If you missed our interviews earlier with Brian Keel or the one we're about to do, you can always go to youtube.com slash Sports and check out all the interviews on the show. Today's Twitter question, when you hear the words Big 12 expansion, what is your initial reaction? Use the hashtag BYUSN at uh, Major League Mormon. It's nice. getting redundant. Either do it or don't, but be snappy about it. Hurry up! Hurry! As long as BYU is in, that's all that matters. Ultimately, that is all that matters. That is point, you, yeah. Everyone will tolerate this Big 12 expansion rumor discussion if BYU gets in. I think, well, if not, it will be super annoying. I think, I think it's like, okay, y- yes or no. You know, I asked you to the, the prom, uh, Miss Lady, just like... Don't hold me off. Just tell me yes or no so I can move on one way or the other. I, I think wish that's BYU kind of could formally. What if BYU – can BYU invite itself to the Big 12? Send a letter. We invite ourselves. Yes, we we're, invite ourselves. We're ready to party. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Another team on campus ready to party and release their schedule today is the men and women's cross-country teams. To announce that, we introduce Ryan Waite, Director of Operations. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks. Good to be here. Ryan's been on the show a lot in the back. Bringing in people, so it's nice to have you in front of the yeah, camera. Yeah, it feels today. different sitting yeah. on this side of the table. A little more pressure <laughs> yeah. on this side. Okay, so uh, uh, as of right now, BYUcougars.com is going to have more info on this, but let's break it down and walk through the schedule for the men and women's teams. Do they go to all the same meets? Yeah, we travel together okay. since we combined programs a couple of years ago. We're keeping every, everyone together. It's a nice. lot better that way. So if you're a fan and it's in your area, you can see the men and women's teams together. Okay, so it starts September 5th. Every day we've been counting down to Nebraska. We're also counting down to the cross-country Ooh, yeah. team schedule. Autumn Classic in Provo. Fun to host the first meet of the year, I imagine, right? Yeah, it's great. It's a good opportunity for us to just kind of have an icebreaker meet. Um, the guys and girls, that go to camp to start the season, and then we show up first week of school. Everything's hectic. It's nice for them to not have to get out there or travel. They can stay, sleep in their own beds, have their home-cooked meals, um, just come out and run like it's another day at practice. It's really, really great way to start the season. Since Brian never owned up to his 20 miles in a week thing or whatever, is there any shot we get him in the Autumn Classic? Easy. Um, <laughs> I, I help with the uh, management of that meet, so we can get you a free entry, Brian. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. Why are you, why are you we'll sweating, you, Brian? We'll let they you get a singlet. I'll get you a BYU singlet and everything. You can feel like you're part of the team. Or you can just wear your old football pads if you want. Whatever. I want my makeup, Brian in my a makeup, singlet. My makeup, is, my makeup is coming off. What if I do this? Let's just, let's, just, let's just scratch that old deal, make a new deal. What if I just come to practice? I'd love to have you. Just want, But, like, the practice that... Do you want to come to tryouts? Um, <laughs> you can run with the guys that are trying out for the team? Uh, what if I... What, what about this? What if I come to a practice like the day before the meet where I know where you guys are just, pretty chill? Yeah, you guys are just like stretching and stuff. Right? Yeah, you, you don't want to go hard. Any practice you want to come to. All right, but, boom, there it is. So right Friday, there. September 4th, we'll September, pencil you September in. 4th. Oh, actually, you know what? I apologize. That, You're going to be in Nebraska, all I'm aren't you? No, 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 all I'm no. hearing is excuses right now. <laughs> this is a good one. You'll appreciate this. Uh, my, my anniversary is on September 5th. So mm. we're going to be doing the game, and so me and my wife were doing it a day earlier. So I got to do September 3rd. Okay, okay, two days God. before. Sounds Figure good. Figure man. I'll talk Jeez. to Ed make sure there's a hard workout that I'm day. I'm like the Big 12 right All now. All right, let's just break down uh, two other meets of note. October 2nd, Washington Invite in Seattle, and October 16th, the Wisconsin Adidas Invitational in Madison. Two big ones. Yeah, Washington Invite we've never been to, but last year there were some great teams there. Um, conference rival University of Portland was there. Stanford out of the Pac-12, they took second at NCAAs last year, so that's a great challenge for the men. Um, on the women, the University of Washington are always a strong team. They won a national championship a few years ago. They also brought in Stanford, and they brought in the University of Oregon. So for the, both the men and the women, that's a really good measuring stick to kind of start things off for us. That'll be our first really big meet of the year where, where both the men and the women definitely get challenged. So the men took, what, 16th? Yeah, the men took 16th in the nation last year. And the women won the conference? Yep, the women won the conference, just barely missed making it to the national meet. So we're hoping to improve on both of those. Awesome. And that, that, first, that first meet at University of Washington, that's what we're considering our first big meet, will kind of be a big measuring stick for us to see if we can stack up to those goals that we've made. So with, with the men's team, you guys finished 16th, but you mm-hmm. lost a handful of key seniors. How do you guys bounce back uh, going into this year? Uh, one of the exciting things is we have a couple guys coming in that are really young that that really look like they show a lot of potential. Uh, Dallin Farnsworth didn't run for us last year because he got back from his mission in August. And for anyone who's tried to run a six-mile race, you know it takes a little bit of time to get back into shape. Brian's yeah. never done I, that. No. Yeah, well, well, he's going to have his chance September 3rd. <laughs> um, but... Dallin took a little while to get into shape, so he wasn't ready last year. But then as the track season rolled around, he, he proved that he's more than ready now. And so I think Dallin's going to be definitely one to watch for this year. Also returning is Connor McMillan, who as a freshman was our number three or four guy last year. And wow, so yeah. this year as a sophomore, I think, I think he's going to be one of those guys to really watch out for at the national level. Okay, September 5th, it all begins this fall for the men and women's cross-country teams. Ryan's also a director of operations for track, and they did fantastic as well, so... Nice job, and we look forward to the season uh, coming up in September. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Coming up in the Cougar Whip Around, Manning Ward watch list for Taysom Hill. Cougars in the CFL. And an update on the RBC Canadian Open. Summer Hayes and Blair are doing work up there. We'll be back in a moment. A rhyme. Unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You a rapper now? What? TJ Fredette, what? BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Live with it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Manning Award watch list was released yesterday, given to the best quarterback in the nation, Taysom Hill, the greatest player on the 
planet. Oh, scratch that universe. Uh, was one of 30 quarterbacks on that list. Cougars in the CFL, eh? John Beck, Austin Colley, and the rest of the BC Lions will play the Toronto Argonauts at home tonight, 10 Eastern on Watch ESPN. Men's Volleyball. Team USA will face Cuba tonight in the Pan American Games. Good luck to Ben Patch and the rest of Team USA. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue playing the RBC Canadian Open today. Summerhays birdied 18 to finish at 2-under, which is the expected cut line. Blair tees off later today. Baseball. Former Cougar Jacob Hanneman hit one for three with two runs to help the Tennessee Smokies beat the Chattanooga Lookouts four to one. Lookouts? Wow. Lookouts. Look out for the sounds of the week. Nice. I would rather my team play BYU. That's going to look better on my resume than a Kansas would or a Wake Forest would. Of course it should be considered a Power 5 non-conference. If I had to guess right now, I, I think we're headed to Spain. But uh, I would not be surprised at all, guys, to see uh, Jimmer make this roster. I really wouldn't because I think that uh, he's the type of guy who will ingratiate himself to Greg Popovich and the coaching staff with his work ethic uh, and with his attitude. I go hard regardless of what sport, man. Honestly, if I'm playing racquetball, I'm still going to go hard. I'm still going to have that mindset. So... <laughs> Just because I have pads on doesn't make me, you know, feel like I'm Iron Man. I would say overall, you probably want to lean more consistently towards that Boise State kind of model, where you 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 want to make sure you're putting up ten win seasons year after year, which BYU has been doing a generally good job of under Bronco Mendenhall. That's what I learned. You got to take what you want. You know, and work hard towards getting it. We know one thing about Jimmer. He can shoot it. And I think one thing that uh, might give him an opportunity to make the club and maybe even have uh, sort of an impact is the fact that he will get better looks, in my opinion, in the Spurs offense. What a week. It's been fun. Yeah, Jimmer Jimmer Fredette signed a training camp deal with the Suns. Harvey Jackson's letter. I'm talking to all sorts of people. It's always good. Today's Rise and Shots brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help with me at HostDexterLaw.com. Let's give it to Daniel Summerhays, who started his round with five birdies in the first six holes. That's that's your mini golf game. That's, that's pretty right, good. man. At the RBC Canadian Open. Check that out. So hopefully he makes the cut and uh, does some work this weekend. When you hear the words Big 12 expansion, what's your initial reaction? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Y for Life. Start winning and stop losing. That's how you take it into your own hands. That certainly helps. Yeah, that is help. Helps you stay relevant. Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. Today's elite tweet of the day. <laughs> At Mo underscore Finn. I can't not react to that. I always get the initial going to throw up from excitement. We're in or terror. We're out. Takes about half a second. That is, <laughs> that is elite. That is elite. Thanks to Brian so. Keel and everyone on our crew. Brian Logan for subbing in the last couple of days. We'll be back Monday. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand, people. BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Joe Sampson. Of course, you'd go with your cousin. BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern. Have a great weekend, people. And I am not a sub.